morning. Good morning. Welcome to Dissident Daughters Podcast. I could not sleep last night. I had so much anxiety. Oh, I don't did. know. It just comes and goes. But. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to lie. Like, this week has been rough. Has it? Well, it worked, we're, it's coming the end of school year. Yeah. Right? That's, yes. That's definitely that's definitely. But you're dealing it. with some other stuff, too. Well, it's like, I still feel like the, like, emotions come in waves mm-hmm. of, like, of, like, my entire life changing. Yes. And just to give you an example, like, my my niece is having some issues. My little baby niece. Mm-hmm. She's, I don't know, she's two and a half. They think that she might have a brain tumor. Oh, wow. And so they're doing some tests, and she's got an MRI tomorrow. And um, so her mom, my, my sister-in-law, sent out a text to the whole family saying, hey, you know, just so you guys know, like, keep us in your prayers, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. And... And that just, it just starts a lot of emotions for me. It just, because I suddenly start feeling all of the, the weight of not having prayer mean anything to me Mm -hmm. anymore and having like, not like not knowing how to help. Like before when you could say, oh, I'll pray for you or Mm -hmm. I'll fast for you and We'll do this whole like thing. It felt like a community effort. Like we're all coming together for this common mm-hmm. purpose, right? Right. And and that common purpose is still there. But I'm just like prayer isn't gonna do shit. Like I have some anger and then I have some sadness mm-hmm. about that. Like I don't even know how to respond in a text thread. Like right, because everyone's saying, "Oh, we'll pray for you," and I'm thinking it's not sincere. You're not feeling it sincere. No, you couldn't I'm say not it gonna sincerely. Say that. Yeah. yeah, because that doesn't feel sincere on my part, and it feels sad that I I can't offer that comfort. Mm-hmm. So I'm like genuinely thinking, how can I offer comfort without saying? I'm going to pray for right. you. The token saying of. Yeah. So you're rebuilding yourself. We're, we're rediscovering who we are, right? We're starting yeah. over. And so you have to decide and find out on your own. Yeah. What prayer means to you now. If it doesn't. Yeah. What can you. Yeah. Like you said, like, what can you offer now that is sincere and meaningful? I still yeah. think you can. I still think there's something about um, the power of prayer. But yeah. maybe, maybe it, for you, you've just, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. Maybe there's your, like, who are we praying to? Like, if we yeah. really dig down deep, it can get really, really sticky. Yeah. I think it's true. It just makes me really emotional because yeah. I don't know anymore. Right. Like, I used to feel, gosh, sorry. I used to feel so much comfort in just praying. Right. And now I feel stupid. Like, I was duped into thinking that that was doing something and I, and I felt those feelings. I don't know. I just, it's, it's confusing and it's, uh, discouraging. And in some ways I feel like, um, you know, praying to this being who may or may not exist or in who may or may not give a crap about, anything that we're going through, like it, yeah, I can't. And, and I know like other people who are saying, we'll pray for you. Like they are sincere. It's, right. it's not that I'm trying to say that anybody else isn't sincere, but if I were to say that it wouldn't be sincere right. because I don't feel that way. But, right. 
part of me is like, we have to be God in air quotes for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm trying to find how to do that. Well, and, and you don't have to do that immediately. Like that's going to take some time. We, we were given all the answers, everything. And so so now we have to do the work of starting over because those answers weren't necessarily true for us. So we're starting over and yeah. And I understand why people stay in even when they have questions and doubts because it's so comforting. Yes. And I wish I could still feel that. Because, um, you know, when I'm dealing with just like um, chronic pain and mm-hmm. um, and I was told yesterday I probably need surgery. And I just, you know, in, in those times in the past, I would have immediately gone to prayer mm-hmm. and I would have felt like some, I don't know, some comfort in right. that. And now I just feel like, I don't know what, where to go for that right. same, I want that same feeling, right. but, oh. It's very uncomfortable. Yes. And it's, <laughs> nobody wants to feel that way. Yeah. And I, but and there's I, no, I mean, you gotta, you gotta feel that. Yes. And deal with it. Totally. I've, I've like promised myself that I will not bury my emotions because right. I know they'll just wait for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I let myself feel them, but it's hard to feel them because you don't want to. Right. Well, we've spent our whole life pushing them down and pushing them away and trying to put on a happy face. And maybe the God thing is exactly that. It's a way to make our feelings go away. Maybe it's not. Maybe you find something. Maybe, you know, some people believe in the universe or, you know, something different than like this God man with a big long white beard or whatever. Totally. So and maybe I think you that's come me. up. That's what I'm. You're searching for yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, I've, but why do we? Why do we feel like we need to replace it? Do you know what I, I don't mean? Know. Yeah, like I think it's because that that's there was all so much we comfort know. in there, yeah. and then when there's none, you're like, I gotta fill that gap with something, right? right? Yeah, it's so complicated. Oh, gosh, I don't know, but yeah, I it comes in waves. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like I'm doing great and fine and wonderful and life is good, and it and I'm still all of those things. But right. these waves of emotion come when certain things happen. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. Right. I feel sad about right. the loss of a God that mm-hmm. I once felt really close to. Yeah. Like I felt. Like he was so real and uh, like he knew me. Mm-hmm. And and now I feel like that was just me knowing me. It was me all along um, giving myself those feelings or I don't know. I don't know. It is. It is complicated. Like, can yeah. we rely on our, can we rely on ourselves? If it was you all along, why can't it still be you? Yeah. Right. I know. Mm-hmm. But I know. also we just don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. You know, you just can do one day at a time and figure out yeah. that you don't have to have it all figured out. We're not ever going to have it all figured out. No. So. No, probably never. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that in the, the exploring that can be, that's when you really can find yourself. You're doing the yeah. hard work and, yeah. and figuring it out. Yeah. And that's what's going to resonate with the people around you and your family. Yeah. That sincerity. Yeah, the the idea of a higher power, of something bigger than us, mm-hmm. feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what that looks like. Right. 
Yeah, you get to rebuild it. Yeah. But there was there is like that comfort in like a blessing when you're sick yes, or right? The things yeah, that we yeah. always kind of I rely always turn on. to that. Mm-hmm. That is it's just everything is just kind of in pieces. Yeah. And also that community of coming together for a common purpose yeah. of like my whole family's like, oh yeah, let's do a fast and let's we're all gonna pray for her today and it just feels like there's a little bit of a, like I'm a little bit on the outside, mm-hmm. even though like a bunch of my family's not in the church. Yeah. But we're all kind of in different places It's too. just giving you some pause to think yeah. about things. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's why real, that's, I'm emotional. That's hard stuff. That's like, yeah, we, we just have to start over. Yeah. And how do you do that? Yeah. When you're given all the answers and you're supposed mm-hmm. to do everything a certain way, it was so easy. Yeah. And when life is just kind of going along as usual, you're not faced with all the things. You just go with the And motions, then when yeah. there's a tragedy, you know, I've had a few in the last couple of years, you know, people died that mm-hmm. I knew and things like that. And that always brings up all the emotions to the mm-hmm. surface. And it, it brings to my mind like, hey, you have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> you have to deal with this loss. You have to figure this out. Even though, you know, I, I know I don't have, there's not a timeline on it. Right. But that's what always brings it up well, is stuff like the this. The comfortable thing would be to figure it out. That's yeah. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. We just want somebody to give give us an answer. But there and... really is no quick answer. No. So, I, you know, in the church, like, it's, we're all cookie cutters. Uh-huh. There's one way to be. Yeah. And that's the way you need to be to make it back to heaven. Uh-huh. You know, you have to. And it's the same answer for everybody. Right. You have Whereas to. Whereas now... Every, all of us could come to a different conclusion, a different answer, a right. different belief, and it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't expect you to come to the same conclusion as me, you know? Right. And, yeah, you can't make anybody do anything. Right. I just, I, I just have questioned everything. Mm-hmm. I questioned everything that I was ever taught mm-hmm. and tried to dismantle it. Start, you know, start with the big stuff. Yeah. But sometimes you got to put that on pause and go to the little stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. drinking coffee or maybe a tattoo or yeah. all this stuff that we were told not to do. Yeah, because it's like dominoes, right? Like mm-hmm. one thing goes and then the next and they all just kind of start to fall. It reminds me of that conference talk that lady gave about the one cup, the co- oh cup of coffee. <laughs> and she's all teary and how this one cup of coffee kept, kept her generations. generations after her from going to heaven. I mean, it was so serious how she I mean she was so emotional about it and up in arms about breaking one commandment led to this whole entire you know generation after generation like it was so dramatic it's comical I mean they went on drives on Sunday yeah instead of church and look what happened then they drank coffee it's like you said dominoes yeah one thing after another one bad thing and and now they're now they're gonna be now they won't get their planet they're not going to be with God. Nobody's getting a planet anymore. Nobody. I know. They took that away from us. <laughs> so rude. I really believed that, too. <laughs> I did, too. I had a whole plan. Well, I think we talked about this. Yeah. I, this, it resonates with me because um, a few, like, back in 2017, mm-hmm. I was sitting in the doctor's office with my husband, who insisted on going with me. Mm. <laughs> and I had to tell my doctor that I... I was abusing my my Xanax. Yeah. 
Mm. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, he was smart to go with me because I wouldn't have said it. Yeah. He's like, if he drops you off, you might. (laughs) And I kept saying, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll get this taken care of and stuff. I know I wouldn't. So, Uh. um, and then she gave me like, she gave him a detox plan for me. And and why I ended up there in that chair telling my doctor, (laughs) can you imagine? It's like awful. It's so embarrassing. It's awful. Um, was that with the issues with my son my oldest son going through you know um all of the things he was going through depression suicide we'd called the police on him we had be he'd been um he'd run away there was cutting it was all of the things and i I say he blew up my my perfect family i had this pretty cute picture of my family that Mm -hmm. would go to church every sunday Mm -hmm. and now it was blowing up and people could see Mm -hmm. people could see the cop car in front of my house people Mm -hmm. could see um the stuff going on you know so Mm -hmm. there it was it was blown up and I couldn't deal because I thought I had done all the right things that the church had told me mm-hmm. to do and my life's falling apart. My son doesn't want to he, he he it's just it was a mess. I didn't know how to fix it. Right. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to fix it and control it and mm-hmm. I could not do that. Mm-hmm. So I started and I it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I started abusing the Xanax a little a little bit more, a little bit more until I was taking handfuls on really bad days, like handfuls. And I found a doctor. It wasn't the doctor I went to, but I had another doctor I went to and I said, I, this is a super stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And she, um, overprescribed me big time on Xanax. She overprescribed me. My first prescription was 90 pills for a one month supply wow. of 0.50. And then I had three refills. So that got me, Yeah. that got me started. And and there's, I don't want to give anyone tips of how I, yeah. but I, there's doctors, if you know what to say, they'll prescribe yeah. you. So mm. you can shop, shop around, go to yeah. different pharmacies. Like wow. it was, it was really yeah. bad. And the shame <clears throat> I felt fr- fired me up to cover it up even more. Even more. Because so the shame of taking the pills, right, like exacerbated the problem well, to where you wanted to take more pills. What's interesting, yes. And what's okay. interesting is, I always thought I'm not doing anything wrong. This isn't, mm. I'm not drinking. I wasn't mm. yet. I started later, but yeah. I'm not, this is not, this doesn't go. There's nothing in the temple questions, the Ooh. temple recommend questions yeah. that say I can't, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to survive right now. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to survive. And so like you're, do you see that as like trying to justify it? It, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew there was shame in it because yeah. I was hiding it. Yes. Um, I had pills stashed in different places in the house in case like I couldn't get in case someone was in my bedroom so I couldn't get two of them here I had some stashed other other places I had some stashed in my car this went on for about a year and it just got worse and worse that it got to the point where I could not not take it like I needed it to just get through the day and it would numb me so the feeling would just make things okay like I didn't Mm. feel anything yeah and that's where I wanted to be. So I constantly wanted to feel nothing. So I got to the point where I'm chasing it. I was chasing the numbness mm. and I couldn't keep up anymore. So was was the, the bad feelings coming from what everybody else was thinking of you? Or like this certain expectation of like the perfect picture of what it was supposed to be? Was it just like, I can't deal with the fact that my son is struggling so much. Um, like, where a, would you pinpoint? A little bit of everything, but yeah. listen, I'm not, there's nothing special about me. I'm an mm. ordinary person, right. grew up in the church, 
and I wanted to please those around me. I wanted to make, I want people to like me. I don't think yeah. that's very different for nope. most people. Nope. I wanted to do the things that would make my parents you happy. You to look good on the outside. Right. Growing up, that's all I, so I did all of the things and then I would get praise and then I would, that felt mm-hmm. good and I wanted mm-hmm. more of that. So I continued to, to do that into my adult life of making decisions based on what I thought would please other people. Totally. Which I think a, a lot of women just do, right? Oh, yeah. We are definitely conditioned to please everyone. We want to control the ourselves. situation. We don't want our kids to act not how they're supposed to be. We don't want right. people to think they're... Because that's a reflection on us. And then if they are behaving badly, I must be a bad mother. Oh, yeah. If, Even like a tantrum at the grocery store is yes, embarrassing. Yes. Because you're like, people are looking at We're, me and they're thinking I'm a terrible mother. Like, they're watching how I react. Mm-hmm. And if I don't respond in the correct way, mm-hmm. they're going to judge me. I mean, it's so ridiculous, I was right? so, so caught up in what people thought of me. Yep. And, you know, as far as like never turning down a calling. Even though, I mean, the one time I turned down a calling, I was pregnant with my fifth baby, and I had twins that were toddlers. I mean, it was a huge surprise. They wanted me to be a primary teacher, and I said no, and I started crying. He's like, I promise blessings will come to you. And I'm like, this, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like going to have a baby in three. I'm going to have three babies in just a couple months. Yep. I remember feeling so, like, upset with myself that I said no, that Uh I turned it down. Like, I'm (sighs) impressed that you stuck with your no yeah. Because him guilting you yes. when you're literally sitting there crying. Yes, I, I was mean, crying. I had I had the exact same experience when I had my two girls, they were 15 months apart. Right. I neither one of them were old enough to be in nursery and <laughs> I was in the primary presidency and I when, I mean, when I got pregnant with the second one, I was already freaking out right. because I had a baby. I was still breastfeeding right. when I got pregnant. I and I thought, okay, I'll just try to suck it up mm-hmm. and be tough and still do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I had the second one, I, you know, I took a little bit of time off. But as soon as I got back, I was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. My husband was in a big calling too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, but he was either teaching like in elders' quorum, young young men's or something during that third hour, which I was also having to do like sharing times right. and stuff, right? So I've got two babies. I. I went in and I talked to my bishop and I was just like, I can't do this. Here's our situation. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, yep, everybody has hard situations. That's not unique. He basically told me like, you're, you're being a baby. Everybody has this. He said, my wife was the relief study president for 14 years while she raised five kids. It was so shitty. It's it's guilt. It's just guilt driven. Mm Mm-hmm. And so to I pull said, you into taking this calling. Okay. And put and my then head you down. stayed in it. And walked out the door mm-hmm. and stayed in mm-hmm. my calling. Yeah. Because that's what we're conditioned to do. So, I mean, I'm proud of you for sticking well, with your no. But I felt terrible about it. I oh, felt yeah. It, and he even said, just give it, just try it for a while. Uh-huh, just try it. And I'm like, uh-huh. how many times can I say no? I finally was, he's like, well, you think about it? I'm like, yeah. And I, and I left. But I... I knew I was going to have to say no. It's just, yeah. you know, it's the, so it's this pressure of your whole life of being a pleaser, mm-hmm. which I think most of us can resonate with. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanting, pe- when my son is like cutting mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, when you can see mm-hmm. what is happening, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't hide it. Mm-hmm. I felt like a terrible mother. 
My family was ruined mm-hmm. and I didn't want to feel that. Yeah. And you feel the you feel the sadness for your son, but even bigger than that is like the shame of like not wanting anybody to know about it. Right. How sad is that that you can't just yes. put all your energy into solely focusing on helping your son, right. but you also are like having to hide yes. this scene, yes. right? You're like, let's pretend like all of this is fine while you're trying to make everything else look good on the outside. Yeah. So you're split. Yeah. You're not just fully focused on helping your son feel better. You're focused on trying to make it look better for everybody so, it's else. It's exhausting. Too. It's, yeah. It really gets tiring. And the, the second suicide attempt, he ended up in a psych ward. And I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. But I also needed support. Yeah. And so it's a really sticky place to be. Yeah. And eventually there are a few people I could talk to about it who had similar situations. Mm. But for the most part, when we go to church and people ask where dinner was, I tried to make sure I always had an excuse ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't want them to, because to me it was all, I'm a failure. And so it's kind of a selfish thing, because I didn't want people to think badly of me. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's a lifetime of trying to control the picture. <laughs> and, and at this point, not being able to. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I could do a really good job of pulling it all together yeah. and making it look a like phenomenal job. I killed myself trying to stick to schedules and oh, yeah. be everywhere I needed to be when I needed to be there and be and eventually it catches up to you. You can't it's not something that's sustainable. That. Mm-hmm. So that's where the numbing came in. So I just when I oh, it was the, the Xanax worked like a charm. It was Great. So my husband, I think he knew I had a problem, but he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. And he didn't know it was as bad as it was. Um, I and he st- was a little bit afraid. He was of afraid. You, <laughs> yeah. Of like you getting defensive about it if he right. brought it up. Right? right. I mean, it's an impossible position to be in. Totally. And I think some of my family members suspected, like, what did you think? Did you yeah. think or was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was in that same spot. Of like, okay, there's, I think there's a problem here, but she's very, she's in a really hard place. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, I kind of went back and forth. It's like, do I, do I say something when like, this is so hard. It's impossible. It's impossible because it's like, I don't, I don't want you to hate me and be mad at me. For there again, like trying to please other people, right? Try, caring so much about what you think of mm-hmm. me, like I knew that you would you would be upset because it's like you're just trying to survive. Like I saw that, right? Of like you're just trying I would to get survive. Defensive. Like why yeah. are you being critical of me? Right. And I exactly. like my husband said, "What would you have said if I?" And I said, "I I would have told you to go to hell." Yeah. Like yeah. Get over yourself. And but I think I I thought the same thing. Like, I especially self-medicated in social situations so Mm. whenever i was around family whenever we had gatherings i was especially high Mm. i made sure to be because i just didn't want to i just wanted to be numb and get through it not that i didn't enjoy being with my family right but it's just 
But you knew there was going to be some comment There's here. There's something. Yeah. Or something brought up there or mm-hmm. some question about what's right. going on or whatever. Yeah. And so you're like, that's how you prepare for it. It's right. like, I don't want to, I don't want to like fall into a puddle of tears when anybody right. asks me about it. Yeah. So I'm going to numb so yes, I feel nothing. Yes, exactly. I don't want to feel anything. So that's also not sustainable. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't live your life. Yeah. Your life chasing the numbness. Yeah. So, um, because eventually it takes more and more and more, more yes. to get numb, yes. right? Yeah. Like, I've only had a Xanax like once in my life and it put me down. Yeah. Like, I slept for four yeah. hours. And they usually start you off. <laughs> and you like gave a- it to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been was, known to do that. It was on our trip back from Hawaii. Oh, and I was right. so anxious. I hate that flight yes, back. It's terrible. In the middle of the night mm-hmm. over the that ocean. Red eye is the I'm worst. like ready to freak out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, here, I'll give you a Xanax. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. See, so it's not like Xanax was new to me. I've yeah. been using Xanax my whole life, but I had been using it just temporarily. And because I have anxiety, I've yeah. like I'll have panic attacks every once in a while. So right. I was prescribed it and I would just use it occasionally. When you had a right. panic attack. Yeah. I was not abusing it until yeah 2017 and um well a little bit before that but but it was kind of a slow progression it was definitely a slow progression it's not like i just one day i started taking yeah and then i added vodka to it my husband would go to the gym at night (laughs) and i would just take a like a little half a shot of vodka Mm -hmm. and it just helped me sleep Mm -hmm. with the xanax it was terrible stupid not a good idea yeah (laughs) and so it progressively got worse to the point that i was suicidal couldn't do it Wrote, yeah. wrote the letter. We've talked about it. But took, so, a, took a handful. So did you kind of like plan, plan it out? Like was there, was there a day or a week where you're like, okay, this is the last week or this is the last day or this is when I'm well, going to end no, my life? There's no, you okay. can't make sense of it there because wasn't that much. it's, I was sick. I was super depressed. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in my right mind. So it, it's not, it's hard to make sense of what, Doesn't it was just kind sense. of like, I can't sustain this. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking that. I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can, this, I'm getting tired. Mm. And there's nothing that happened. It just was one yeah, day I'm like, like can't, yeah. yeah, I'm done. And so when you sit down and start writing that note, what is, what is going through your head? What is your thought process? Um, I don't. I was sad, but also kind of relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought, oh. It's going to be over soon. Right, yeah. Oh, God. So there's something about, I washed, you know, I took more Xanax than I've ever taken. And then mm-hmm. I took it with vodka because I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up the next morning. And I was so surprised. Yeah. And And part of that is escape right uh, absolutely like, i am going to escape this yes life, and this is kind of a maybe a pain-free way of doing it a little bit i i don't know that you can really try to reason it yeah i mean you're not in your right mind when you're in that place right but you definitely don't want to hurt right right yeah. oh yeah so definitely. you're like yeah. this won't hurt this will just make me go away right and it, it you know i wasn't thinking about oh, my poor husband oh. who said well i was the one that was gonna like Find you. So I. So you had your thought through that. No, I wasn't thinking through that. What did you think about your kids, or was that like a million miles away too? No, I just thought maybe this will just be better if. Yeah. Did you think? Did you have the thought my kids will be better off? Yes. Oof. 
well, I felt like such a failure. I mean, it's really, you're not, I wasn't thinking straight. When I look back yeah. at, at it now, it makes me cringe. Right. It's not how logical. I, yes. How did I get so sick? But I was. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're not alone. And I'm not alone. This happens all the time. Yeah. It People does. People are feeling this around us all yeah. the time. I mean, this is not that And unique. self-medicating is not something that you talk about. No. You don't talk about it, so nobody knows. It's shame, guilt, and fear, the cycle. And it, yep. it's it's even, it feels like um, you're in a whirlpool about to sink. Every, mm-hmm. every. Circling the Trying to keep like above. Yes, Oof. trying to keep, and it gets, you get so tired. So. Yeah. You're like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I've done everything I can to try to fix this. Right. There's no fixing it. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. So after that, the next day was kind of a blur. I don't. And then the next day we went to the doctor. I mean, that day I had a conversation with my husband. It's just like, Okay. So I, when you woke up in the morning um, and you were shocked, like your husband still didn't know what you had done the night before. Right? I just, I carried on like. Like it was like Like nothing day. was wrong. In fact, I went. I went to Old Navy in the morning and went shopping. Um, and I don't. Did I you sent feel- a text mm. to my aunt. Mm. I don't really remember, mm. but she called me, and she's had similar struggles. Mm-hmm. So she she called me, and I was driving on the freeway home, mm-hmm. and my sister was actually in the sidecar. We'd gone to Old Navy together. Okay, and um, she's like, "What the hell is going on?" And mm-hmm. I. Lost freaked it. out i oh. lost i started screaming and bawling not like oh. an anger but just yeah. like oh, just all the emotion vomit. coming out yes on the freeway we're going 75 and my poor sister <laughs> she had no idea she's just like she what is, is like, happening what the hell yes she's oh. bawling over here she doesn't know what to do oh. so traumatic <laughs> yeah uh, so but but part of okay your aunt you grew up with her she's yes. always been there for you she's yes. been a support and a friend and she's also had issues with addiction. She's a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, she's tried to kill herself. Yeah. Um, so you knew that this is somebody you could talk yes. to. So I'm that sure that's why. To. So the floodgates opened. After that phone call, she set things in motion and with mm. my husband. And he came home and we talked. And mm. anyways, got me to the doctor and told she told him how to detox me. And it was over Thanksgiving. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Nobody knew yet. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't know. I hadn't said anything yeah. yet. I mean, I had yeah. I had pulled way back and we were at Thanksgiving dinner at the mother-in-law's house and I was detoxing off Xanax, but Jeff had some Which, in his pocket he could give me. Is there anything worse? Uh-uh. It was terrible. <laughs> is there any worse situation when you're trying to detox than going to your mother-in-law's? It was like... The thing is, my husband had some in his pocket because he was allowed to give me so I could get... Because you couldn't go cold turkey. can't go cold turkey. Okay, okay. But also, I had some stashed around the house that... So you were still sneaking it. So I snuck some. Yeah. And he 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 didn't didn't know. know. Okay. That's the only way I made it through that day. It was only like two. Like, I even thought this is worthless. This is not going to do anything. But I just was like... But it was something. I was addicted. Yeah. So (laughs) it made feel comfort (laughs) even if it didn't have enough of an effect it's like yes. it's comforting just to take it yes. just because you I don't know so I got off that put put myself into an intensive therapy program where I went four days a week three hours a day 
it was a great program. We did group therapy, I had individual therapy, and I had a psychiatrist who was managing my meds and got me on a really good medicine. And that's where I worked through some things and really started to do the work and dig down yeah. and be like, why, why am I, you know, and that's when I really started questioning. You're like, where did church. this idea come from? Why do I, I had to be perfect? Feel, yeah. Why do I feel like I have to be perfect and that I have to check off all these boxes and that I have to, I couldn't have put that all on myself. Like I had to have learned that somewhere. And mm-hmm. so when I got down to it, it was the church and that was the beginning of my faith crisis. Mm-hmm. So, because you could kind of, it was like stepping back a 30,000 foot view of your life Mm -hmm. and saying, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. This idea, this pressure, how did I get to this? How did I get to here? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't make this shit up. Mm -mm. You didn't, you didn't just suddenly say, I'm going to be perfect one day. Like you were literally from the day you were born taught all of these things and Mm -hmm. all the boxes to check Mm -hmm. but you didn't it's because you don't know anything different it's hard to see that it's hard to point the finger at hey this could be causing all of these issues the therapy was it was intense like yeah there was no i there was no getting around it like there was no hiding my therapist made me do yeah we did the i did and i really wanted to i wanted to heal i wanted to feel better i wanted to so I really dove in and I did I did the work. What whatever I was told and when I was challenged with questions and stuff, I really like would think about it. And yeah. So And was this maybe maybe the first time in your life that you did that, you know? Well, instead of pushing something to the side or yeah, numbing. Yeah, because or... for the most part it was like I don't like I have questioned the church. I remember 18 years old. I'm like, is this bullshit? Is this like, am I being brainwashed? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I don't know about this. I'm not getting the answers everyone says I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to disappoint my right. family, and so right. I'm just gonna go ahead and right. You push it to the side. Line. You put on a smile. Yeah. You put the whole like thing. I, I remember thinking even as a kid, like, how am I so lucky that I got born into the only true church? And there's people that are you know, they'll never hear about the gospel. And like, why me? Why was I so special? Which put is a level of guilt, right? It's to push mm-hmm. you forward, like to, mm-hmm. what's the thing? To those who have been given much, much is. <laughs> yeah, where much is given, much is required. Yes, yes. I, yeah, so. Wow. I mean, that's such an intuitive thought because I didn't think that way. I didn't think about the rest of the world. <laughs> oh. I just, I don't know. The whole thing, I, yeah. I just like, I don't. Wow, I better be really good because mm. I am extra special. You know, we were the chosen generation. <laughs> right. And I think in your family, there was very much this um, pretending that everything's fine all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't don't show that there are weaknesses here. Mm-hmm. Don't. I mean, that was learned behavior. Yeah. Well... I, we don't air our dirty laundry. That yeah. was the memo I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You can have problems, so we'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Don't share it. Don't talk don't about it. Don't share it. Don't talk about it. And that's, I mean, I think it's very common in the church. Mm-hmm. I think that happens. It, not everyone feels that, but it's very common. Yeah. And, you know, I was growing up with, my dad was always in the bishopric or, mm-hmm. in, you know, elders quorum or high council or and my mom was always the president of something mm-hmm. like and we always had family home evening like we just we did all family prayer scripture study we did all of the things mm-hmm. so 
I just thought that's what you have to do. And I think your mom and dad made it look easy. Yeah. In their own way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they went to the temple. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, they this is what we like, do. This is so simple. Yeah. And then when it wasn't that easy, you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Well, they, yeah. And that's not like we never gave them, I gave them some trouble when I was a teenager, but nothing like (laughs) psych wards and suicide and, and police calls. And it's just, so I'm like, I I don't know. That's. Yeah. Because you're like this. And so then when your family, when your son starts having these issues, you're like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 And I was promised that if yeah. I made all the right decisions, uh, that my family would be perfect. Right. And so I, would I just always be happy. You know, I just went to the extreme where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, all is lost. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I really did. I was like, my family's not going to be together forever. So what the hell is the rest of this for? What is the point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I honestly think there are so many moms sitting in their houses feeling this feeling. Yeah. Feeling it was all supposed to be better than yes. this. Yes. Oh. Why am I not feeling all this glorious yes. joy about just being a mother? Or you see the perfect family and their kids are all, you know, prim and proper and showing up and going on missions and speaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, But we just can never know what's going on in everyone's lives behind mm-hmm. closed doors. What they're hiding, what they're keeping. Because everyone is Everyone's struggling with something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think self-medicating is fun and easy. <laughs> yeah. Because, and you don't feel... At first, it's like, I'm just going to do it for a little bit to get through this. There's... No one's really told me I can't. There's no... There's no yeah. commandment that says, don't abuse Xanax. Yeah. And then when life gets easier, you know, I right. always need Yeah. I'm just got to get through this. This is just a this. stage yes. that's hard. Yes. It's a great way to justify... I was really good at justifying to myself. Yeah. <laughs> the conversations well, yeah, I, I would, we all are. would have with myself was pretty entertaining. I know when yeah. I think back to it. <laughs> But you're like, this is fine. It's no big deal. So you know what, folks? Okay, so that was 2017, the end of. So I started yeah, the end of therapy right beginning of December. I did that for three months, and then I did you know follow ups and stuff. And I still, oh, anything that was uncomfortable triggered me. I wanted it, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Again, after, I mean, once I started therapy, I didn't. I didn't. It was gone. There was no more in my house. I didn't have access to it. And I was trying to be really open and honest with um, my husband. I needed yeah. to build back some trust there. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't want to, but I still craved it. Like, it's, yeah. it took me like 18 months before I really felt like, oh, I it's okay. I don't need that anymore. Don't need it. Although mm. I was cleaning out drawers just like a few weeks ago. Just decluttering. Ooh, and and I so. found a pill and I thought it was a Xanax. It wasn't, but I, at first I thought it was. And, and so you should have you seen the mental gymnastics going on in my head. Because oh. oh. I loved the way it made me feel. Yeah. And I, sometimes I would love to feel that again. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's probably going to be a lifelong battle, right? Yeah. I mean, once... I mean, that's... And I don't have personal experience with yeah. it, but that's what I hear people say. I mean, yeah. people who are alcoholics are always going to be alcoholics, right? right? Yeah. And they're always going to battle that. Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't I don't go around telling people I'm an addict. Right. <laughs> but I did have an addiction problem. I really yeah. struggled with managing Xanax. I can see where people get caught up and they, they can't get out. Mm-hmm. I get it, so... Well, and going around saying you're an addict, I mean, that's... You feel shame even right. just speaking those but words. But now I don't, I don't really give a shit. You mm. know what I mean? I'm like, 
take me or leave me. Yeah. I'm I'm better for what I've been through. Absolutely. So I but I I just I just know that <laughs> there's Mormon moms out there that are oh, self medicating so and so many. Like hiding I I would hide the little vodka bottles in a broccoli bag in my freezer. <laughs> Because I knew no one would find it. No, no one, one would, would go look for the there. Broccoli. <laughs> no one would look there. And mm. I didn't really have a problem with alcohol. I I don't like I didn't no. abuse the alcohol. It was just um, I mean I don't feel like I did. It was the Xanax, right? And then the alcohol was just like every once in a while. Yeah, just oh. adding it to the Xan- like the combination is not good. It's it's not deadly. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it will it will stop your heart. Yeah. Well, your respiratory system shuts oh, down. You don't goodness. breathe anymore. So. Yeah, so it's, I miss it sometimes, but I don't, not, an, I mean, not enough to even yeah. consider, I've learned other ways to deal that are healthy coping mm-hmm. strategies, mm-hmm. learned that I don't need to hide everything, I can share it. And don't you think that learning the truth about the church has taken such a shitload of yeah. pressure off of you? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That year was huge. That yeah. year was really huge. I just felt like I was taking off this costume of this mm-hmm. person I was trying to be. And I just like discarded it. Mm-hmm. And it was freeing. It was oh, so freeing. So lovely. Because you don't have to be. <laughs> That's euphoric in itself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty down good Yeah. Feeling. I'm just like, you know, not wearing garments anymore. There's still so much I cared about people mm. like they're going to notice mm-hmm. what am I going to do but I would talk myself through it okay what if what if they notice who cares like yeah there's some strategies and stuff I learned in therapy that <laughs> I go down the route so what if yeah what if what is the worst case scenario yeah. because a lot of that anxiety is like oh what if this happens but you don't actually go down that path of right. figuring out what, what if it if. does yeah right and so once you kind of open up that box and you say actually what if what yeah. is going to happen and you go through the scenario in your mind you realize it's not as scary yeah. as you had built up in your mind yeah. right yeah. yeah it's true it's like untangle it and yeah i have my therapy journal and i was going mm. through it last night and stuff and all of the <laughs> i was really in yeah i was all in i can't believe how much i <laughs> I mean, I really, I did all the homework, everything they like yeah. told me to do. And, and you know, who was showed up in my group uh, therapy is people just like me. Yeah. There was a mom who, she was an addict too. She dealt with chronic pain mm-hmm. her whole life, surgery after surgery. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there was another one who'd, she'd had an affair and was excommunicated and mm-hmm. she was coming because she's like so depressed and so mm-hmm. you know just but you if you look at them you would never like I was like why are you here and yeah. they were probably thinking the, thinking same, the same thing, thing of, of me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you look so put together and yeah you know you're not I mean you have this image of what an addict looks like I know right guess what an addict looks like your next door yeah, neighbor it looks like me looks mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. <laughs> could be anybody yeah so I remember I remember telling you mm-hmm. after I had kind of mm-hmm yeah, I knew that you were detoxing on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I knew that. You did tell did me. Did I that. tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't, I don't even, Yeah. I don't really remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I, and that felt like yeah. um, an out of body. I felt very fuzzy there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't really remember too I don't much. remember that much about that day, but I know that it was a rough day. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it took a few weeks to 
like oh, feel okay. I wanted to crawl out of my skin. Uh-huh. It is no joke. Yeah, it's no joke, right? Yeah. It just feels icky. Yeah, like, sick, yeah. nauseous, like freezing cold. Like Ooh. I just all of just yeah. uncomfortable, like agonizing at some uh. sometimes that it's just like, oh, I know how to take this away. I could yeah. fix this. I want to fix this. Oh. <laughs> But, you just want to make it go away. But I didn't, so. That's hugely commendable. And not everyone, first of all, not everyone has a spouse like you have. Right. Who, I mean, you guys had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And he, I think, is one of the, he's one of the good ones, yes, right? Yes, definitely. We, we know this, like, oh my gosh, both of our spouses. <laughs> yeah, somehow, we got good ones. <laughs> Somehow, are or really... I mean, the things I've put him through. <laughs> yeah, but it's got our relationship has only grown and got better and and stronger, yeah. and we're more honest and open with each other. And yeah, it's it's been really good. Yeah, in in that respect, I feel like the hard things are the things that bring you closer together, yep. that help you grow the most. That you, you either grow closer together or mm-hmm. apart. Right. And I think in a lot of cases for a lot of people, it's what destroys mm-hmm. their marriage. Um, addiction and perfect, like striving for yeah. perfection and trying to have this perfect mm-hmm. family can and does really often destroy yeah. marriages. Yeah. And it's one of those ironies of the church of like, we teach forever families, forever families, forever families. It's right? all about families. It's all about families. But I have seen time and time and time again where one person is not living up to their that perfection that perfect picture and the other person says I'm done with you yeah we're we're no longer doing this because I'm gonna move on and find somebody who is gonna right I'm gonna give me that perfect picture Uh, yes exactly and you're looking for something better but you're never gonna find it because it's not perfection's not real it doesn't exist not that here. is exactly yeah. it it doesn't exist and who really wants that anyways <sighs> right we don't really want that no i mean we want things to be easy that's i think that's I just know. in our nature right yes. we want things to comfortable be and easy pain-free right and comfortable <laughs> and that's not possible yeah except i mean when you leave the church that a lot a of pain lot goes of away the- <sighs> For me, anyways. Oh, the guilt and shame, I don't miss yeah. at all. I mean, I was constantly on a hamster wheel of feeling yes. bad about what I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing it enough. You weren't doing enough. Always. Always. I could to be I could be doing more. I could be doing better. And then I'm trying to, pre- you know, pr- raise my kids to be perfect. And well, put and a perfect put pressure show. on them. Yes. Because right? that's all I know how to do. That's yeah. how I was raised. So that's how yeah. I'm going to raise you. So they see that example. Mm-hmm. And they see you walking around trying to make the perfect picture. So that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're going to do, right? And so, our, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I'm the most proud of is that I'm stopping the cycle. Yeah. Is that I'm reteaching my kids. Yes. yes, you've been through this many years of me being this way and putting this pressure on you. But we're going to try to undo that We're going to undo that, that. And we can. Yeah. And you're not, and they're not going to have to wait till they're 45 to figure right. it out. And right. And it's... it's and we can make mistakes and let's talk yes. about it and let's do the what ifs. Yes. What if? Well, what if? Like, really, once I learned how to do that, it's kind of an automatic thing now for me to go through it and see, okay, well, the worst case scenario is that it's, I don't, it's really not that bad. Yeah. 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 Worst case scenario and that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. So, 
And then you suddenly, that, that pressure and that stress goes way down and it's anxiety. Like, it's like a, a tangle, a knot in your hair. Mm-hmm. You've just got to kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of gently start to untangle that. And and once you untangle it, then yeah. you can follow it to the end. You're and like, oh, wow, that you're wasn't gonna survive. as bad it's as gonna I thought okay. it was going to be. Yeah. So it's, 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 there's just nothing... There's like, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I don't know the answer. I'm just, this is what was my experience mm-hmm. with something really hard mm-hmm. and how I tried to get through it that was destructive mm-hmm. and what I did to get help. That's just my story. And people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, and, the, but, but we don't talk about it. Right. So, but what a support it was to have. Like these two friends that, that in the group that were moms who were going through the same thing, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily exactly the same thing, but we were like free to talk about our, our faults, our shortcomings, our, mm. and there wasn't shame. Yeah. It was kind of like just some support and cheering on and, and we can help each other. Yeah. And that's what we need. Oh, and when you look at them and you're like, they're normal, they're like oh. me. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, seriously. There was one of them that came in and I'm like... She looks so put together, and I of just course like, she why did. are you? I don't She's understand. An and That's then what once we do. You, once, yep. Once you start to, <laughs> you see how how hard people try to to hide mm-hmm. shortcomings because they don't want people to know. Yep. But we need each other. We do. We need the support. Well, and we need authenticity and realness. Yes. Let's stop putting on a show for everybody. Let's stop pretending like life is easy and perfect and beautiful all the time. It's a detriment to our children. It's Mm -hmm. it's just, it does, it's not helpful. All of our relationships, (laughs) it's strange. Yes. Yeah. And have you since then had opportunities to look back at the what if, what if my suicide attempt had been successful i mean that has to be a hard very painful thing to think about yeah it's very painful because that's painful for me to i mean i can't i can't live my life without you (laughs) (laughs) you're my person i well yeah you can't leave me like like seriously i I, the thought of that well i think back and i think (sighs) what my kids would have thought how my husband would have had to I just yeah but I wasn't healthy wasn't in my right mind so yeah and so there's this relief that you weren't successful right (laughs) right yes yeah I mean the next day I'm like what the hell do I do now yeah (laughs) I just go on living like it's normal this was a this was like it was catastrophic it exploded my world when I woke up, mm-hmm. but I, but it was the beginning for me yeah. to like actually put myself back together. Yeah. So you're like, sometimes you need those. You got to just hit rock hit. bottom. You got to hit those really, really hard things. Like you said before, like mm-hmm. sometimes it takes some serious like catastrophe or trauma mm-hmm. to wake you up wake and say, up. Hey, this is your one guaranteed life, what you're living now. So this is all we get. Yeah. This is all we're guaranteed. This Don't is all we know. It. Yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah. If there is an afterlife, if there is a God and a Jesus, great. He's going to love and embrace me right. for my flaws and for me just trying. Not right. because I didn't drink coffee or not because <sighs> I paid 10% to get into 
heaven or Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean Mm -hmm. all of the silly rules yeah well and the the thing that I see being or I feel really sad about now is giving up everything now for something that you hope for in the future I know something that you think you're going to be given after this life it makes me sad it makes me so sad because I know so many people who are giving up love Mm -hmm. in this life because they can't have the love the way they want it. Yeah. Because they think that being gay is wrong. Right. Oh, absolutely. And so they're going to give up all of that in this life? For- That's like just your your life, your happiness, your... Yeah. Oh, what, a, what a waste. What a total waste. It's because so sad. Is that going to suddenly change after this life? You're going to have a different... Like, I don't understand. No, you're still going to be you. Yeah. And that's always enough. And it's always yeah. okay. If there even is anything, the whole like worthy, you know, that has always been a trigger for me. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Um, I never felt like I was, you know, it's just, and I got that from the church. Yep. So, yep. You were taught that you had to earn your worth. You know, it makes me sad that I couldn't reach out. I don't know why. There were some times that I really wished I... I mean, I kind of... I'd said things like, I have a problem with Xanax or whatever. I would say that sometimes. I don't know. Would I kind of feel in a joking way or something? Yeah, you would kind of say it in a joking or a little bit lighthearted way. And it always felt like this topic we couldn't discuss or get deep about. And I I have lots of regrets about that because Mm -hmm. I'm like, should I have done something different should I have said more should I have pushed more like honestly like if we're speaking to other people who maybe have a an inkling that someone they love is struggling like what would your advice be like if we could go back and I could do something different what would that look like well that would have been helpful or it or is I don't know I don't know know. maybe I mean I don't know because I I think maybe just saying, hey, I am concerned about this. Yeah. I'm worried. But I don't know that that would. So, so you know, unless they're ready to. Yeah. Because there were times where I'm like, I mean, you know where all the bodies are buried. We, we yeah. share our lives together. So yeah. there, it was hard to keep that. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't. But it was, it was, try, that was that shame in me yeah. wanting to hide it and yeah. I'll fix it and control it. Yeah. That I couldn't share it because then what would you think of me? <laughs> what would everyone think of me? I would <laughs> like think that. I would think the same things that I think now. Well, it's, it's just, just you're you wonderful. get caught up in that. Like yeah. I'm just living in that of what are people going to think? Yeah. So. And I think, I mean, because I had multiple conversations with my husband where I'd be like, I don't know what to do. I'm worried about her. But I don't know, like, I know nothing about this. Right. I'm not an expert. Well, and I don't think, to, it. like, yeah, maybe I'm taking a few more than I, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, I don't know. I, I didn't, for sure, it, I didn't know the know, extent of right. what was going on. I think on. I hit it pretty good to yeah. how bad it was getting. Oh, yeah. Like, I really put in a lot of effort to hide that, and I'll fix it tomorrow. I'll stop, I'll but, stop tomorrow kind of thing. But I do wish that I felt more like I could have said something like I could have made a difference like I could have stopped it from getting as bad as it did Mm. in some way I really don't I don't think so and do you think that the biggest thing is just um like if I could have said to you like 
hey, you know, I, I'm worried about you and I just love you. And if you want to talk about anything, please know that I'm always here no matter what. Yeah, maybe. Like just feeling like support and unconditional love from somebody makes a difference. Yeah, but let, think about, I think that's definitely, you know, to let someone know that you care and you're, you know, worried about them. But I still, I was, I would still be defensive. I, yeah. I think I would immediately you'd, go you'd to. You'd be like, everything's fine. Yeah. Why are you like, and then I would have to try harder to cover it up. Oof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm trying to go back and think, it's just, you're not dealing with someone you're who like, is. Oh, if she notices that something's wrong, then right. I'm not I hiding better, it good Yes. I got to so double down. Yeah. Oh God. So I don't know. It's not, and it's not anyone else's job to, to fix it. What I needed was the support at, after Mm-hmm. And that, and I got, I, I mean, I was totally supported and loved and embraced by my family who knew not, I don't, not very many people know. I don't, you wouldn't look at me today and say, oh, yeah, no. but, um, yeah, I think I'm just, I'm just a Mormon girl who tried to do all the things. And when it didn't work out, I found a way to not feel that. And I think a yeah. lot of women are just like that i don't even think it's just not it's, i mean it's not just women it's not just well it's not just women and it's not just mormons and that's I mean, true it's just i think a lot of people find ways to self-medicate because yeah. life gets hard sometimes hard. yeah and when we when we haven't been taught coping skills yes. and when we haven't been taught that life is hard yes when we're taught like this expectation that if you follow all the rules everything be will be great yeah it's gonna That's be unrealistic. It's it's not we and we need we should be teaching our kids this in school like mm-hmm. the coping coping skills and when things get hard and, and I think it's actually getting better now. Yeah, I think there are some things happening in our schools, but we also need to just start it in our families. Yeah, with our kids. Yeah, we just need to be open and talk about hard things and how yeah. we're gonna get through them. And yeah. Because mental health was not talked about in our parents' generation and and in our generation growing up. I mean, I think it started to be once we were, you know, uh, maybe it's teenagers, a long way. young 20. You know, it has come a long way in our lifetime. Right. But before that, like, like we, we didn't talk about getting therapy. We didn't I talk know, about no. being medicated. I, mean, we I didn't talk about... I can my s- mom is... Oh. oh. If you even... Yeah, she, she Anti, thinks right? therapy is like means that you're crazy yeah well that's there that was what mm-hmm. that generation thought yeah that's what if you they... go to you only crazy people go to right. therapy well guess what we all need therapy oh therapy is a game changer Every and medication like uh, yes as i have a memory in third grade of feeling i couldn't name and it was anxiety mm. i've had it all my life and i didn't get any help for it until i mean i I didn't get any help for it until yeah, because nobody 20s. knew how to help you. Right. I had wow. one doctor is like you. It's a sinus infection. It's just a sinus infection. It keeps reoccurring because I could not. I didn't feel good. And I didn't want to go out. I had like wow. such bad anxiety. And this was in my. I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and mm. so they kept treating me for <laughs> for sickness. For sickness, and it wasn't until I was in my twenties I found a doctor who said you've got anxiety let's there's something that can help and start me on medication and it helped yeah so i am an advocate for for medication for Mm -hmm. depression anxiety but also maybe be careful of the (laughs) 
Of the, the addictive ones. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just Xanax. There's a whole, oh, yeah. like, Valium is a really fun one. Like, there's mm-hmm. other things that, that I mean, that you can get. Well, and people can, can get addicted to a lot of different things. Pain, yeah. you know, people who suffer with pain or yes. have injuries and then they get hooked on yes. opiates. And yeah. It's it's a real, real and problem. Like alcohol, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I still, I'll have wine every once in a while or mm-hmm. mix, we'll have a mixed drink and stuff. I don't feel like that's my problem, but I am aware. Like, I do monitor myself. I just yeah. make sure that I'm not pushing it. Yeah. Because I do have that in me. Yeah. So. You're like, I'm susceptible to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And I think just the awareness and being willing to talk about it and... Yeah. And and I, and I once the shame is gone, it, it's a game changer. Right. So if you're wondering, what does a addict look like... <laughs> Go look next door. <laughs> look across the street. Yep. It could be anybody. And if it's you, then maybe it's time to get help. Mm, yeah. Not you. <laughs> or you. <laughs> Just anybody listening. If they're, yeah, like, exactly. If they resonate with that or see something like that, like yeah. reach out and ask for help. Call. There's like lots of mental health lines. Utah has yes. some mental health lines you can text on the Safe Utah app. There's lots of resources now yeah. where you can reach out and ask for help any any time of the day. Uh-huh. So, and therapy, like you said, it's uh-huh. game changer. I lo- therapy changed my life. It yeah. really helped me find myself. So, yeah. I'm pro-therapy. I am pro-medication. And I'm pro-leaving the church. <laughs> yes, definitely pro-leaving the church. <laughs> because once you don't have that pressure... I'm it's trying so to be glorious. <laughs> it just changed everything for yep. me. Yeah. I mean, literally. It's it's the weight. It's, you know, yeah. we say it all. The, it's the weight is gone. This weight, weight is lifted is off. Lifted. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's just. And there are still hard things. Like I started mm-hmm. this episode with. The emotions mm-hmm. come up and you feel all of this stuff because your life has completely been turned upside right. down in some ways. And I wouldn't change it for anything. Right. I would not go back for anything yep. to my life before knowing the, the truth, you know. But there's still hard things. Yeah. Life is still 50-50. Yeah. We still have, and I just feel like our coping mechanisms are so much better now because we know that, first of all, we don't have to be perfect. That right. That's not the expectation that's anymore. That's dumb. What is perfect? Nothing. Anyways, it's yeah. It's dumb. This does not mean the church said to do is that they made up yeah you follow these rules and you're perfect well who and you wants to be perfect? perfect like I, why yeah. why is that the end goal because we're supposed to be like, like i seriously thought if i try hard enough like when this is a, if i try hard enough i can be translated oh yeah and t- right this totally. when i was a kid totally. you know like oh yeah the city of i Enoch. had those thoughts too like yeah. like um okay you know like when i get to this certain place like i can die now and everything will be great right. it'll be perfect yeah why is death the goal <laughs> Because <laughs> then we get what to the, the good stuff, right? Heaven. But yeah. it's so messed up. It's so messed up. Yeah. So, well, I'm so, I'm so glad that, well, first of all, I'm so glad that you're still here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm so glad that you weren't successful <laughs> in taking your life. Yeah. Because that would change everything mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. And especially me. Like, I can't live without you. You can't ever die. 
we're going to, our we're husbands. We're going to be old ladies yeah, together. So we have this plan. Our husbands are going to die first and we are going to move in together and we're going to we'll live out rocking our chairs. Age. Yep. Yep. We'll get ourselves some lazy boys. Sitting on the front porch. Yep. Making fun of everybody else. Drinking coffee. Yes. With our dentures. And booze. Yeah. Boo- coffee in the morning, booze in the afternoon. Yeah. It's going to be so yeah, good. I'm so grateful for you and, and like my, my husband. I know. You, our even your, so your husband great. is, I mean, yeah, we have great spouses. So it is, we are pretty fortunate. I would have said we're blessed, but we're no, lucky. We hate that word. <laughs> we're Trigger! <fortunate>. We're worthy! <laughs> I just got rid of a sign this week that said simply blessed in my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hate that damn sign. Yeah, I blessed is it. a trigger word. I don't know why. And maybe other people are fine with it, but I can't anymore with it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't I'm have to. It. But yeah, I'm I'm so. But it is a trigger. Blessed is a trigger word because why is. am I blessed? But that person across the street who is dealing with cancer, oh. and she's a good person. My neighbor, she's mm-hmm. got cancer for the second time, ovarian mm. cancer. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it is yeah. a trigger word. I I get really pissed about it because when people talk about right now, I've I've heard people talking about how blessed we are that there's a temple in Ukraine and it's been preserved. And and. And I want to punch anybody right. in the face. That Are you says kidding that. me? You're right. Um, why, it's why? a war zone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hundreds and thousands of people are dying, 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 dying in the streets everywhere. Like war crimes. Like they're, oh, yeah. their mass graves are being discovered. And like, it's horrific. Yeah. So and why are somebody tries to say that? Yeah. It's God's insane. house has been preserved and we should be grateful for yeah. that. Oh, God. I just can't even Mm -hmm. with it. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so helpful to hear other people's stories and to recognize that, you know, if you're going through the same thing, that you're not alone. Right. And if you're a friend of somebody going through the same thing, you're also not alone. And there's things that, you know, you can do to help. Yeah, absolutely. And hang in there and life gets better it does it gets better you're gonna go through hard things and then it gets hard it's gonna get better and then then it gets better again (laughs) (laughs) back and forth forever (laughs) yeah it's it's a it's a journey for sure yep but i'm glad i have you to be Mm. on it with yeah you're my person too and I look so cute today. I'm just like in my We're both bawling. My yeah, yeah. I've been crying all morning. Everybody needs Good times. Everybody needs that one person they can count on. Yep. And that's yeah, that you could tell everything and not feel judged and yeah. lean on when you're having a rough day, complain to, you know, and not feel like you're Yeah. I mean, just someone you can just count on. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. just love it your means guts. The world. Yeah. yeah. Love you too. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.